Drop off the kids or put them to bed. Turn on Childish with real life friends and podcasting virtuosos Greg Fitzsimmons and Allison Rosen. Laugh about the struggles and joys of parenthood. Grow closer to your children. Learn something useful or not. Maybe feel less alone. And maybe even put the spark back into your love life. Childish is for people who are parents or had parents. If you had no parents, maybe check out WTF with Mark Marin. Subscribe to Childish. New episodes coming soon wherever you listen to podcasts. Childish, oh shit. Last time I checked, I was still a kid. Childish, childish. This all freaks me out a bit. Childish, oh shit. How can I pet when I'm still a kid? Childish, oh shit. Who the hell decided I was ready? Allison, Rosen. Hey everyone, hi, hello, welcome to another episode of Alison Rosen is your new best friend. I'm sitting here with extremely famous, noted comedian, <laughs> Todd Berry. He, extremely famous and noted. That's right. Wow. Both of those. He has been doing stand-up for a long, legendary stand-up. Mm-hmm. Uh, recent Netflix special, Spicy Honey. Not his first Netflix special, though. Oh, no. Also, the book, Thank You for Coming to Hattiesburg. Yeah. I almost said welcome to Hattiesburg. Everyone says that, and perhaps I should have titled it that. Cause no, but it... Well, I guess, except that there's a reason it's called Thank You for Coming to Hattiesburg. There is a specific reason. That's right. Uh, owner of a cat named Michaeline. Yeah. Like, I love... Kitten. She's a little kitten. kitten. I love I your kitten. I gotta ride that for the next few months. Yeah. While she's yeah. still technically a kitten. When does kittenhood end? I, I would figure it a year. I don't know. Mm. I think I maybe I just made that up. I'm such a fan of your kitten content. Oh, are you? Yeah. Like... I live for two things. I live for your kitten content, and I live for Whitney Cummings' doppelganger content. Have you seen this? Now, I I saw that, and it was so amazing that it seemed almost... Is there something I don't know about that? Is that like... No, I think it's Is that literally a doppelganger of hers? Yeah, it's this woman who... I don't know where she lives, but she's a Pilates instructor, and she looks almost exactly like Whitney Cummings. Yeah, it's crazy. I saw that. I don't know how they sought each other out. Well, I imagine this woman probably sought Whitney Cummings out as opposed to the other way around. <laughs> I'm looking for people who look exactly like her. <laughs> right. Um, but anyway, they they do these like split screen things where they're both making the same expression and they look like twins. It is crazy. But anyway, more into your kitten content. Yeah, what's that have to do with my kitten? <laughs> yeah, not a lot. I like Whitney. She's cool, but come on. <laughs> <laughs> so Todd Berry, what brings you to town? Um, I was in uh, San Francisco doing Sketchfest, mm-hmm. and then I, I thought it might be good to check in with LA mm. and pretend I'm in show business. How's it going? It's good. I've done uh, shows every night, and they've all been good. I know you had some meetings today. I had, I mean, I, I had one meeting that I thought I was going to have two meetings. It was just my booking agent. I. I actually literally met him for the first time the other night. But mm. Was he everything you hoped he would be? Yeah, I mean, I kind of, I mean, I talked to him before, but I, uh, yeah. So we just talked about the big plans for the year, you know? What are they? Uh, I don't, just doing shows in front of 
same amount of people I always perform for. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the Todd Berry podcast. Oh, yeah. I haven't done that in like a year, I think. Yeah. But those old episodes, they hold up. I was listening to... We're going to have to apologize to the listeners. There's some yogurt raisins oh, happening. Sorry, yeah. Oh, no, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I came in here walking. I was like, had this thing where I was like, oh, fuck, I'm hungry. Can I curse? Yes, you can. So, Pull the mic closer to you. I was like, oh, shit, I'm hungry. Oh, and I don't want to be like, oh, do you have any food? But I kind of I kind of had to do that. Well, no. But you hooked me up perfectly. You were like, so there's a liquor store near where I live. It was really, when we were looking for a house, we said, let's get one right by a liquor <laughs> store. That's where I want to raise my family. Uh and then you said you were thinking about running to the liquor store to get something right. to shove in your mouth. And I'm like, we have things to shove in your mouth. It was a passive-aggressive move on my part to, <laughs> to pretend that I was... It was a bluff. Right. No, I would have totally walked I walked right store. into your trap. I almost stopped there first, but then I didn't know if you had like a big spread for me. But. Oh, right. Um, so there's a club. When I was on the Adam Carolla show... Okay. Uh, have you, you probably performed at the Ice House. I have once. Well... Was there a big spread backstage for you? I don't recall. There was a big spread backstage for us. I mean, probably for Adam, but for us. And it had like cold cuts and cheese and it's just a whole thing. So the next time we were performing there, I'm like, I'm not going to eat dinner because mm-hmm. I know what's waiting for me. Nothing was waiting for me. Right. I was like, that is not how you do it. I don't know if it was someone else's backstage spread that we just like inherited or if that was actually in his rider i don't know what happened but all i'm saying is they set the expectations so high so anyway the next time you come i'll have a full spread for you you know what comedy club has the best spread Hmm. um comedy club on state in madison wisconsin has a room it's got a massage chair wow they have like every kind of food you would want toothbrushes like floss maybe i mean just it's crazy is it worth booking a show there just for the toothbrush? Yeah, it is. I mean, it's also an excellent club. <laughs> um, so you and I go way back because we both were at a group dinner together in about 2012. Is that true? In New York City after the Adam Carolla Show podcast that you were on at Caroline's. We ate uh, at Ruby Foods, right? Yes. And I did not know, because I hadn't seen Spicy Honey yet, your hilarious special, mm-hmm. you don't like sushi. I... Uh, I, I've tried it, I think, twice. Mm. I think I've, you know, maybe on, you know, you just, hey, oh, let's do that. And then I, I just, uh, I want, I'm want i ready to do it again. Oh, really? I'm ready to try it again, yeah. I keep doing that with grape nuts. I keep being like, they can't, they can't be this disgusting. It tastes like gravel. It can't be this bad. It's People easier are- to ignore grape nuts than I think it is than, right. than instant, you know, invitations to go get sushi yeah no one's trying no one's like constantly suggesting we go out and get grape but grape nuts are you know they're like a very uh they're very savory kind of cereal it's the texture yeah they're very hard yeah i haven't had those in many years i feel like you're fine but people swear by them (laughs) people swear by them. really you hear people currently talking about grape nuts Everywhere I go, <laughs> so I can't avoid it. What weird, I am a, weirdos I am a, you're hanging out with. A member of a Facebook group about grape nuts, so maybe that's my problem. But I'm just kidding. Okay, you're right. I probably fine. You've you've truly called my bluff, Todd Berry. <laughs> I think that when I bring them up, then it brings about people's passion for grape nuts. When I'm like, there's they're gro-. It just happens on the show. Maybe you can get the grape nuts folks to send you like some. 
I know that this is something that oh. you do. Has it? Does it? Because I know that you received like a box of soap. Yeah, I. I or I, according to your act, you did. I have a. Uh, no, that's true. Then they send me a second box. Actually. Oh no! They must I do, not have watched um, your special where you wished you had less soap from them. I know. Well, that's just. Um, they could send me twice as much. Um, <laughs> that was a joke, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I ask for free stuff online, <laughs> and it's shockingly effective. Maybe I should do that. You should. Because uh, I think that my... My hashtag is free stuff for Todd. Yeah. I got to use it. I mean, I got to come up with something original like free yeah. stuff for Allison. Yeah. Because I think that my approach would be more like your approach to getting free food from me, mm-hmm. which was, you know, like a real sort of indirect way. But I just yeah. got to get out there and ask. Yeah. I mean, I ask and I try to be funny about it. I don't just go give me your stuff for free, but... I- that's essentially what I say. <laughs> I can work in something funny. Yeah. Um, okay, so we were, we were dinner together many years oh, yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. And then last year's Sketch Fest, I recall that we bonded over... I had a great time. I loved Sketch Fest. It was my first time going. Yeah. They booked me at a specific hotel, which is like right across the street from a venue. Um, and then I started hearing... There's like a handful of hotels they put people in. Mm -hmm. And I started hearing other people talk about their deluxe digs. And I started feeling like I didn't get the most plush hotel. Uh And I'm just the kind of person that would begin to obsess over that. So I went to this party and I think all I talked about was like, which hotel are you at? What's that one like? I'm at this one. And then you and I bonded over that specific hotel. And you're like, yeah, I told them not to book me in that one anymore. Oh, yeah. Let's not mention it. No, we're not going to. But let me add, here's, here's where I'm headed with all of this. I was listening to your podcast with Chris Fairbanks. Okay. The one where he had had five vodka sodas. Yeah. And then, yeah. I came, <laughs> I came hungry. He came drunk to it, my podcast. The best part was it, it, when you're like, when did you drink these? Because it's like five o'clock now. <laughs> he, he had had them at 2.30. That's how serious people take a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I can have five drinks during the day. (laughs) So anyway, you were asking him questions about why he was in New York. He was there because he had done crashing. They had flown him Delta Premium on... um, I think they flew him first class. Yeah. It was like something where he had some totally lay flat bed. Yeah. And you had a ton of questions about that. Yeah. And I had this like visceral gut reaction of like i want that someday well don't you get that no i've never gotten i've never gotten a i've never been in a lay flat pod on an airplane yes you know who has this is a free plug for an airline but who has a really good Hmm. jet blue has this thing called mint i've read about it which i took to san francisco i mean it's a little it's more than coach but it's kind of it can be reasonable for what it is Mm mm-hmm and it's full. Like I had a. There's a certain rows where it's literally just one seat mm. with a, a sliding door. Wow. And I just, uh, yeah. Is that what full. you took to Sketchfest? Yeah, I did. So I could be refreshed when I get that. That's right. Kind of. I was kind of like, you treat yourself, kind of. <laughs> yeah, treat yourself. You've been doing this a long time. Treat yourself. But usually, I, I mean, I'm flying coach back to that's, New York tomorrow. That's what I was going to ask. Do you get the Chris Fairbanks treatment? Well, Chris, I mean, if I did a TV show, I mean, there's, I think there's a rule where they have to, like, there's a SAG rule where they have to fly first class if it's over a thousand miles. I oh, believe. really? Yeah. I did not know that. I think it used to be first class for every flight, and then they sort of were like, oh, we you know, some of the guys flying to Detroit for an hour or something, but. Right. Um, yeah. 
But, but, uh, but do you enjoy a luxurious accommodation? I like a good hotel. I like a good uh, boutique hotel, like mm. a quiet little boutique hotel with, um, yeah, with a little quiet bar. <laughs> now, I was uh, reading that you're a big fan of coffee houses. Yeah, I go to coffee. Yeah, I drink a lot. I, I don't drink a lot of coffee, but I drink coffee every day. And I, it's, one of, it's my number one activity on the road because <laughs> I'm <laughs> right. so fun. So that's my question. You were talking about how you'll Yelp coffee houses like six weeks in advance of when you're going to be in town. Mm-hmm. Where Do you have your spot in L.A.? Well, I'm staying near, I went to a place called Go Get Em Tiger, mm. which I went to a couple of times since my trip. It's really good. Uh, you have to get it. Uh, it, can, it can be really crowded. And I kind of got a sweet spot today. And I got a table, pulled my laptop out. But that, that was really good coffee. What part of town is that? That's in, Lar- I don't know if there's more than one. It's in Largemont Village. Okay. But that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, where else is, I like Intelligentsia. Oh, yeah. Um, and then I went to a place in Beverly Hills today. It begins with an A, and I forgot the name of it. I'll be sure to go there. <clears throat> it's on like Charleville Street or something. I don't even know that street. Yeah. But I'm terrible with directions. You don't hang in Beverly Hills as much as I do. Right? Where's your team at? Aren't <laughs> That's in Beverly right. Hills? Isn't your team in Beverly Hills? <sighs> I don't even know if I have it. I had a team, but I feel like one of my team members might have might no longer be on my team. And I felt this way for like a year, but I'm too lazy to look into it. Hmm. I probably, I probably should. To know whether you <laughs> to know whether I your agent have is, a, is still your agent anymore. Yeah? I know my agent is still my agent. Uh, I I've already said too much. Yeah, it's something on that order. Mm-hmm. This is not about me and my team and my representation. I've had that before, where you like, hey, I, do we still this, work together? This agent, I, <laughs> except for the phone call saying they want to sign me, I don't think I've ever talked to you. Yeah, and yeah. Then you, then you hopefully uh, ditch them. Well, what do you do about it? Because I really don't want, I just have been putting off the call. I know that, I know that like, that's what I've been counseled to do is like, just have the call and then just meet and then get them re-engaged in your career. And I'm like, but I'm barely engaged in my career right now. What do you want to do? Like, what things do you want to do? Exactly. Oh, okay. So well, you don't have, you maybe have that ready to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing is right now, I just want to have this baby and yeah, then yeah. like get my life back together and, um, and like I'm not in a in, I'm not in a position to like do anything right now, uh, really, other than like the podcast and the baby. And if some, well, but that's not exactly true. Maybe you can get them to sign the baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you guys have first dibs on the baby's representation, right? I mean, if something were to come through where I'm like, yeah, that that sounds good. But in terms of me, gen- g- like having my own ideas and pitching and all that, which I've done before, I don't have any of that happening mm-hmm. right now. So that's why it doesn't really feel like it's important to right. get this in order. But I just I'm like, I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Maybe have you know when you have some sort of specific things. Obviously, right. your baby is going to be number one priority. Well, Number three, up there. in the top 10 things that you're going to be thinking about. <laughs> uh, exactly. So, you're from Florida? No. Wrong. <laughs> I was born in New York. I moved to Florida. And then I moved back to New York. But I'm widely perceived as being from Florida. Okay. Widely. by Like, you know, like four people have told me that. 
Well, I think people am I think the fourth I'm from. I don't know, but I think people think that I'm from there. But I, I guess people, because when I tell people I was there from like eight to twenty three, they're like, "Oh, those are like the formative years." So that's mm. you're from Florida. It's like, no, well, not really. I don't think you have to. Born be. in the Bronx, man. I got an edge. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't make sense to me that you were from Florida. Yeah, but I've but, lived in New York longer than I've lived anywhere. So I mean, now it's all snapping into focus. Is it? <laughs> now I get, I get it, and I get you. Um, I think the reason I thought Florida is because didn't you do your first stand-up performance? I did. Florida? Yeah, I mean, I did spend a good amount of time mm-hmm. in Florida. There's no, no denying that. Um, yeah, I did my first one in uh, North Miami Beach, Florida, Coconuts Comedy Club, thirty over thirty-one years ago. Isn't that fucking crazy? How old I am? But you read Allison? young. I do read young because yeah. I'm cool. You got this like young at heart. I'm kind cool. Of vibe. Yeah. yeah. Like if I go to a concert, people are like, oh, why is this grandpa at the concert? They go, oh, no, he's a cool dude. Yeah. That's in in my mind. I've convinced myself that's what's going on. <laughs> in fact, they're probably like, oh, what's, what's grandpa doing at the concert? <laughs> um, what was your childhood like? Oh my god, uh, it was. I don't know. I was quiet and shy, kind of the way I am now on podcasts, mm-hmm. only worse. <laughs> Just quiet, shy, occasionally funny, but I don't, I don't, you know, I don't, it's weird the way I for, you forget so much shit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a terrible answer I just gave. <laughs> that's okay. Why'd you go to Florida? <laughs> oh, I went to Florida because my father's company, who he was working for at the time, the entire company moved to Florida. So it was a, it was a shocker because it was like, certainly wasn't in the in the cards that we were going to move to Florida. But right. I guess they just, it was financially a good idea for the whole company move. Do you, re- what did your dad do? He did advertise. Do you remember the adjustment? I mean, coming from the mean streets of the Bronx? Yeah. I mean, well, I lived in Riverdale, which is my, oh, that's pre- nice, but it is nice, but it's also, you know, cause it's where rich people live, but it's also where non-rich like we were mm. lived in just an, an apartment. Mm-hmm. And I was I only lived there till I was five, so it's not like I have any memories at all. And I, it's hardly it's not like I was yeah I lived on the streets of the Bronx, man. I got some streetwise. Listen, you're the one who's trying to claim Bronx. I am. Cred. Well, I love saying I'm from the Bronx, and I am from the Bronx. And then I lived in New Paltz, upstate New York, for three years. Mm-hmm. I don't know why we moved there. I think my dad just wanted to change, and then we moved to Florida. And then I moved back to New York in uh, 89, mm-hmm. about a year after I started doing comedy, a year and a half maybe. And was that to continue pursuing comedy? It worked out in that I, um, I, while we were in Florida, we made a few trips back to New York. And I, was at, I don't usually, I'm a pretty indecisive person or I, I weigh options for hours and years. Same. Yeah, like it agonize over options. Does it drive the people around you nuts? Um. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, there is. there are times when I've been out with, like, you know, a girlfriend, and I'm just oversensitized because I want to take her to the best place, and they're like, let's go here. No, maybe we should go here. No, we should go here. No, we should go here. But I mean that my heart's in the right place. That's right. Yeah. But, um, what was, oh, what was the original question? You were saying that you had... <sighs> We both forgot what we were. I know you were. Well, you were talking about moving to New York about a year after you had started. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, while when I took those two trips back, during one of them, I was like, "Oh, this is where I want to live," and it was like done deal Mm -hmm. as far as like I just knew it. So then, was it about? Was it? I don't know. I think it's the. I mean, 
I think it's just the fact that you can walk around and and just go eat and I know you can eat in other places. <laughs> there are other cities where people eat, too. and there that's probably true as well. I just I don't know the vibe. I mean, I also I yeah I like the vibe, and it just was exciting to me. And then I um then I went to college and I went to college University of Florida, and one of my roommates, his friend, um, he wanted to move to New York to be a painter. Mm-hmm. So we got a place on the Upper East Side for two years, which is. Uh, not the funnest area of town. <laughs> no. But at, when, you're, when you're first going to New York, everything's the funnest area of town. Yes. Because it's like, well, compared to Broward County, Florida. <laughs> How was the University of Florida? I liked it. It was, um, yeah, because that's it's perceived as like, oh, it's party school. And I wasn't a big partier mm-hmm. by any stretch. But there was also, you know, there was punk rockers and all sorts of people there. So it was. Uh, Were you in a band? I was in a few bands, yeah. What did you play? I played the drums. Oh. Yeah. Not very well at all. But, yeah. I mean, I realized, because I watch drummers now, like, I wasn't even in the same country as you are right now, Mm -hmm. drumming-wise. Just, like, beyond that. Like, I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. They're playing, like, nope, wouldn't have done that. (laughs) Would have fucked that up. (laughs) But um, Were you playing in punk bands? Sort of uh, garagey bands, not really like hardcore punk bands. But mm-hmm. I mean, that's a hard that's a hard drum job. Is, yeah. is a hard a hardcore band. Yeah. that's hard. Even just doing it just like that was difficult. <laughs> <laughs> Even verbalizing it. <laughs> um, so you were drawn to performing. Clearly. Yeah, and I did like uh, I majored in English in college, but I I kind of dove into the theater department to the extent that they would let me, and I took I got through like acting three. Mm-hmm. And I got in a couple of, I mean, I did a one-act play in, in University of Florida, Sam Shepard play, and I did one in, I, t- I did two semesters at FAU, Florida Atlantic University in mm. Florida, in Boca Raton, between my first and last segments of University of Florida. And uh, so I was in a play there, but I, so I, I was kind of always interested in that. Mm. I, I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't start comedy till after college. Yeah. And I never even thought about doing comedy. What made you decide to start? Um, well, I used to. This was the comedy boom of the eighties, which you may have heard about. Mm-hmm. So it was like in Florida, there was just people. You can come down. There were touring comics who would work Florida for like seven weeks or or eight weeks or something, and. There was just like one-nighters that popped up, like you know, someone would go to a bar and go, "Hey, what do you got going on Thursday? A little quiet, huh? Why don't I come in here with a PA and I'll get you three comics every week, and you give me this money, and I'll give them comics much less. I'll give them <laughs> drink tickets. <laughs> but actually, you know, their gigs paid pretty well, like considering, like the money for like a mid-level, you know, like a middle act has not gotten up in thirty-one years. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I was doing. Like twenty five minute shows for like uh, hundred and fifty bucks plus mm-hmm. a hotel, not bad mm-hmm. when you're just starting out. Yeah. Um, but what was? Uh, oh yeah. So I started in the comedy boom, and then um, yeah, it was my question was what oh, drew you? Oh to yeah, it? what drew me? Okay. Yeah. Yes. So I used to go to just like the comics, like the comic strip. There was one in Fort Lauderdale. It was one of the first clubs in the country. Then there was a place called Coconuts where I started, and then there was place called the comedy corner but i just went and i kind of would watch the open mics and i had a friend who did an open mic and i just at some point i just was like oh i think i want to try this 
Like it never really. I always want. To, I always tried to be funny, mm-hmm. except for right now during this interview. <laughs> and uh, and I just got this little like, oh shit, I should try this. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> unlike open mics in L.A. here and New York, you could. They used to have the open. They used to have the open mic during the headliner show. Most of the clubs did. So that like on the Tuesday or the Wednesday. They would have five or ten open micers, and then the headliner would go on, or the middle, and then the headliner. So you'd play to a real audience. So, like, the first time I went on stage, it was, like, 100 people in the crowd or 90 people, and they were pumped. And So, you get you, you know, it wasn't like playing for 20 comics waiting to go on. And uh, I just tried it, and I was like, oh, shit. And I, I can't – I didn't commit to it um, emotionally for, like, eight months, but mm-hmm. I literally was tr- doing it almost every night – Every night I could, pretty mm-hmm. much. So, I don't know. I guess that's what I'm doing now for a living. <laughs> 31 years later. Because uh, I, I always was like, I want to fucking be in a band. That's what I, oh, really? And I still, I still would rather be in a band. But, uh, <laughs> Is so, that true? I mean, I, I, if I dream about... I don't... I mean, I, I love being a stand-up, and I, I certainly uh, things have gone pretty well for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm like close to being a billionaire. <laughs> but um but you're so humble yeah but uh yeah i mean if i fantasize it's i mean i would be a singer songwriter like i'm mad that i like i don't even know my one of my biggest worries is that i've been able to sing all along mm-hmm. but i just never tried that's mm-hmm. that's one worry and then i just wish i'd like i can't play a note on a guitar i wish i'd picked up a guitar it's not too late it is it's too late it's not (laughs) tony is a musician yeah yeah also a drummer he was in um motion city soundtrack is that right that is correct yes they they there's people way younger than us who are like oh my god (laughs) really Mm -hmm. okay he toured they went all over the world i was very fortunate i can't complain there you go that's very humble that's right. He's close to being a billionaire, too, but he just loves producing. I think we all are. Between the three <laughs> of us, we have close to $3 billion. I know, yeah. and we're all so down to earth. It is crazy. <laughs> do you? How often do you still play drums? I, You know, it's weird. I, I, um, I have friends who are musicians, and occasionally I'll sit in with them like a year ago. Like over, a little over a year ago, I, I sat in with Yola Tango and Jeff Tweedy. That's so cool. I, yeah, and I played. Like, Mates of State, too, right? Mates of state, I yeah, love them. yeah, yeah. So I, and I end up, you know, every few years it seems to happen. Are you friends with Mates of State? Yeah, I haven't talked to them in a while, but they're, yeah, they are friends of mine. I love them. Yeah, I haven't list like thought of them in a while mm-hmm. or heard from them. Are they still doing music? I imagine they are. Yeah, but I, I haven't heard heard from them in a while either. Hmm. Todd Berry, I yeah. think it's not too late for you to pick up a guitar. It might be very um, oh. satisfying for you to learn. I just, uh, doesn't that seem like the best job, though? Like something like an Elvis Costello, where you can like play with this band, then play with another band, then do solo, then do, mm-hmm. I want to do this kind of album, and then you're like, he can be funny, he can be serious. God. <laughs> but <laughs> All do you, I can do is be f- hilarious, except during this interview. <laughs> I won't keep bringing that up. Um, but you must get, like, what do you get emotionally from doing stand-up? Um, I don't know. I mean, there is the, there's just the, the ego. I mean, last night I went on at the, I did two sets at the comedy store. Like I didn't, I didn't get paid for either. Which is a weird. But, uh, <laughs> but I mean, it was, I, something drew me to doing that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, 
I guess you just, yeah, it's a little ego. And it make, it's just good, like, it just makes you feel like, oh, I'm good at something. In um, the, since you started doing stand-up to now, has your comedy style changed? Um, I think it has. I think it was a little more, like, uh, comic-y when mm-hmm. I first started, like, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> And, uh, is that a cadence thing? Yeah, like a cadence. And I did notice, I mean, I I get into a different cadence when I, a joke is sort of locked in. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to get out of that a little bit because I've listened to old, like my first album, like, oh my God, how, do, how did anyone listen to this? Even though it's a pretty highly regarded album. <laughs> <laughs> um, when you mean locked in, do you like mean like an autopilot-y thing? Not, not like sleepwalking through it, but just like I get into the little rhythm and, and I don't necessarily talk the way I'm talking to you right now. Right. Or the way I would talk if I was doing like crowd work or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, it's it's a little weird, but because uh, I people at some point started doing impressions of me to my face, like, <laughs> why are you doing that? I'm, I have such a nondescript voice, and then I kind of heard, I was like, oh man, oh man. Can you do an impression of you of the an impression of them doing an impression of you? Uh I imagine I could, but I'm going to decline. <laughs> <laughs> I want to take a second to tell you guys about Calm, the number one app to help you sleep, meditate, and relax. And by the way, my husband gave me a little bit of shit about the way I say Calm, and now I'm all up in my head about the way I'm saying it. So if it sounds weird to you, just know, C-A-L-M. I love when sponsors come on the show. I love... First of all, I love when sponsors come on the show, but I especially love when it's a sponsor that comes on the show and I'm already familiar with the product and it's already like, it's like verified because a bunch of people I know use it. And this is the case with Calm. A bunch of people I know swear by it. Um, It's just a great product. Did you know that 80% of New Year's resolutions fail by February? Even if your 2019 got off on a rocky start, each new day brings an opportunity to start again, to establish new habits that support your happiest, healthiest self. And that is where this app comes in. If you head to calm.com, slash best friend. Yeah, definitely, definitely wondering if I'm saying it weird. You'll get 25% off a Calm premium subscription, which includes hundreds of hours of programming, including guided meditations on issues like anxiety, stress, and focus, including a brand new meditation each day called the Daily Calm. There's also sleep stories, which are bedtime stories for adults designed to help you relax before you doze off. Head to the lavender fields of France with Stephen Fry, or explore New Zealand with Jerome Flynn from Game of Thrones. Bob Ross is even in there too. There's soothing music, breathing exercises, gentle stretches to relax your body, and more. For a limited time, Alice and Rosen listeners get 25% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash best friend. That's C-A-L-M dot com slash best friend. Get unlimited access to all of Calm's content today at calm.com slash best friend. Give yourself the gift of Calm and a happy and healthy 2019. Okay. Um, all right. Let's take some questions that listeners oh, sent in. Oh, this scares me. No, don't be scared. Okay. You don't have to. It's... I just I think YouTube comments when I... <laughs> oh, no, no, no. No. I don't put out a call for them on YouTube. Okay. Uh, we have a little jingle. When we ask, they send them in. They're wondering how you so thanks so much for answering these questions from our fans. 
So uh, people sent them in on Twitter. I'm at Allison Rosen and on Patreon. I'm on Patreon, patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Um, you can go there for, you can subscribe at different levels and you can get bonus content and live streams and uh, so much access to me. You'll beg me to leave you alone. And, and one of the perks is you get your questions in ahead of everyone else. So these Skip questions. Skip the line, huh? That's right. Jump the queue. That's what oh I always God. say. Okay. BR Cheese says, I saw his recent stand-up special, which was hilarious. At first, it seems like his humor works because of how finely he hones his delivery and wording, but then he interacted with the audience off the cuff, and it was just as funny, if not more. Is that improv skill something he has had to work on, or did it come naturally? Uh, I like the question. I like the compliments within the question. (laughs) Um, Do you want to take it home with you? Well, I did. I mean, I did a special called the Crowd Work Tour, which Mm -hmm. is on. It's not on Netflix now, but it's on Amazon and iTunes, where it's all crowd work. It's just something. um, Part of it is like I get a little bored on stage, or I just want to break up. Like I just don't want to be like robotically telling jokes. Not that I mean that is part of the deal being robotic about it. I mean, but making it. Not robotic mm-hmm. seeming, but yeah, I sometimes I just get curious and I just get I need to break it up. Um, but it's not something where I like I'm going to practice talking to crowds. <laughs> like it's never that thought out. It was just kind of something that evolved. Mm-hmm. But I do like, and I'm glad this person observed that. I, I do like doing a sort of loose and tight show at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like maybe have the structure, like the framework, but then. The freedom to just uh, stray, but the crowd work tour special was just yeah, crowd work. Like you had nothing cra- prepared, no, yeah, right? Yeah, that was. How was that? I, th- I mean, I, st- I did a show the other night. That's what I did at Sketchfest. I, I, um, I like. It. I get less nervous doing those shows than I do where I'm prepared. Interesting. Why do you think that is? I think it's. Uh, I mean, I've thought about this question. Um, I'm not saying anyone's ever asked it before, but <laughs> they, uh, Have I they? think po- probably, but it's all right. It's a good question. I think that I, I think with a joke, cause it's, it's a script in a way, like doing all jokes. Right. And I think I do get a little bored, but there's also like the expectation of like, oh, I know when they're supposed to laugh. And if they don't, then there's a problem. Mm-hmm. Whereas with the crowd work, I just like, oh, I don't know what's about to happen. And it, it can be a little scary, but I think I also like the not preparing thing. Like mm-hmm. I just have to just take a shower and then show up. Yeah. I mean, I enjoy performing, but I would much rather do extemporaneous speaking, like in a podcast yeah. or like a live TV segment or something, than... Um, you know, I did stand up very briefly, and I, I th- I'm going to sound not humble for a moment, like like my true, uh, you know, being the billionaire that I am. I feel like I'm an almost billionaire. I feel like I'm entitled to have. My- I feel like I could have actually been good at it if I had stuck with it, but it made me really nervous. The- and I was very much in my head of like making sure that I remembered every joke, and I just, mm. I'm sure that that if I had kept at it, that would like you know, have released a bit, but I would, I much prefer not having to remember a whole bunch of shit and then deliver it. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's fun to do, to do jokes and do little comments between them. And yeah, it's, I, I like that keeps it fun for me. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, next question. Whitney C. would like to know, who was his best friend in grade school, and what drew him to that person? Oh, man. That's a, that's a really hard one. I remember there was this kid named James, who I think uh, was my best friend in, in uh, like, when I was zero to five, but I have no idea that's even true i just remember someone named james mm. <laughs> and then sounds uh, like it was formative i, I literally you. can't remember who my best friends were high school i had those friends steve who we, we you know we worked at a chinese restaurant together he would probably but i don't often like label like i have friends and then i have the best friends right like, i i so I, this, that's not the best answer to that question but i also don't have a real vivid memory of it's okay James and Steve. I think those are the yeah, answers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Ray Morgan would like to know, and this is going to be a difficult to answer, what do you think about Allison's chandelier? <clears throat> Where is so it? it is hanging in the living room by that giant hole in the ceiling where we're having the leak. I mentioned on Patreon, so it was a longer thing on Patreon, but I mentioned this chandelier that everyone, Daniel hates it, most other people hate it. I like it. But I think I'm going to get overruled, and I think that we're probably going to get rid of it. But I imagine you didn't notice it on your way in. No. Do you want me to go look at it now? Yeah. Okay. What do I do? Just uh, <laughs> exit this room, and then, do you remember, I pointed out the big hole in the ceiling, right? Maybe. When we came in? Maybe you did. I, I Just <laughs> yes, head for the big hole in the ceiling and look at that chandelier. Okay. And then when come back and tell me what you think. All right. He's exiting the studio. Where, where do I it's go? just <laughs> straight. <laughs> Yes. What does your gut tell you? You think he's going to like it? My gut says he's not going to like it that much. Uh-oh. Now we've got a toddler heading into the room. <laughs> I knew it might be bad to break the seal on the door. <laughs> um, I'm back. So it's kind of like a it's kind of like a shelf with candles on it. Yes, that's is, fake. Is it real? Oh, they're fake? They're so fake. there's bulbs in there. Yes. And today, when they opened up the ceiling, a beer bottle from 11 years ago. I don't know how they knew it was 11 years ago. Do beer bottles have dates on them? Do they really know? They, yeah. They, they carbon it was, dated it? I, <laughs> they tasted the beer and they said this. I don't know. Somehow they... It didn't. Think, it wasn't a there joke. Are dates on them. I guess. I think. Yeah. So anyway, a beer bottle from 11 years ago rolled out of the ceiling and onto one of the... like one of the candles uh-huh. on the shelf thing and broke it, which is like more reason for us to get rid of it. But anyway, we, what are your thoughts about it? If um, it was lit up, I think you might like yeah, it. Yeah. I'd like to see it lit up. Mm. Um, I'd like to see it in context of a, of maybe a house. that's doesn't have a hole in it. doesn't have a hole in it. Um, but it doesn't look like it's, it's interesting. I've never seen anything like it. Um, that is a very diplomatic But I, when answer. you're, is that your husband out there? Yes. I, I had to go, is that the chandelier? And he's like, yes. I'm like, oh. Why do you have a hole in your roof? Uh, because we have a leak. Oh, that's right. You told and me. And they are, were trying to find the source of it, and it like caused a bunch of water damage on this. I don't, this is me talking around. I don't exactly understand why they opened up the ceiling to find it, but they did. So how did your your chandelier become a topic of conversation on your on, that people are asking about it? I was telling my Patreon subscribers about the situation with the leak because that is the kind of premium content you get. Yeah. And you get pictures, too. Oh, damn. Um, And so I posted a picture of the hole in the ceiling, 
and then I said I mentioned the chandelier that only I like that mm-hmm. everyone else hates. Now, tall people hit their head on it, and I understand that that did that you brought that from your prior home? No, 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 that was here when we okay. got here. Okay. Um, and now a little bit, I feel like it's sort of like my husband wanting to mark his territory because. There's no light fixture that agrees with him in this home. He wants to replace all of them. Really? Well, these are fine. These are just bulbs in the ceiling. But in general, he wants to replace all of them. And I'm like, I really don't mind this. I don't know. Are you going to Marie Kondo this place? Oh, God. Marie Kondo is trying to steal my husband. Is she? No, but he's falling in love with her slowly. She's very charming. I loved on your special that you mentioned that book. Yeah. Because everyone is fucking talking about it right now i'm wondering if there'll be heat on my special if someone <laughs> i know someone posted a conan clip where i did that joke yeah uh-huh. um i had read the book mm-hmm. and I, I took umbrage with some of her yeah. getting rid of everything especially the books i was an english major as well i think books are kind of like sacred and special i don't want to go th- i don't want to keep fewer than 30 books in my life oh is, is that what, what she says i saw that on instagram today um and then I, uh, the fact that she, which tells her backstory, like she would constantly be getting in trouble at home because she'd give away her siblings' items. Like that's really crossing some boundaries, Marie Kondo. I didn't find her charming. Anyway, start watching this show, and I admit there's something effervescent about her. Yeah, but um, that's but, a good good way to describe her. But boy, Daniel wouldn't shut up about it. <laughs> but he claims that he doesn't like her romantically. He just thinks she's like a cute little elf who comes into your sp- like space and cleans up and stuff. But I feel like him talking about his feelings about her is like when someone is falling for someone, but they're pretending that they are- they aren't. Like I bet it's similar to how he described me before he was, you know, open about having. I don't know. I, I, what I are the know. chances of him getting romantically involved with Marie Kondo? They're pretty low. They're pretty low, although... I mean, I'd say like 50% chance. <laughs> <laughs> I... Look, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. I'm not going to stand in the way of true love. <laughs> I wonder if ever, everyone wants to ask her what her place is like. Yeah, I know. Well, she claimed... Remember, on that first episode, those people asked her, like, is, is your kitchen always perfectly organized? And she, via her interpreter, said no. Yeah, how many like episodes the, have you watched? I'm sorry. Oh no, sorry. I I, think, I feel like that question comes up several times. Yeah, and yeah. she always kind of gives must that. Be like, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like um, when I asked you, why do you get nervous doing stand up versus crowd work? Uh-huh. That's and you're like, I get this all the time, but you said it in a nice way. That's her with that question. Um, I've only watched the first episode and then part of the second. Okay. How? Where does it go? The third episode is my favorite family. Hmm. Do they hate each other? No, they're just very, you just, I just like them. You know, the kids are really smart and funny, and the parents seem like they really care. And, mm-hmm. But it is, uh, I don't know, it's hard to see the transformation. It's, it's not as dramatic as I would hope it would be. Right. Yes. I agree. It's also kind of the same show over and over. Yes. Yeah. Every episode is just kind of the same thing. There's not really any new thing that goes into it. I keep waiting for the how to get rid of papers because that's my one of my biggest problems. Have they not done that one yet? No, they sort of teased it, but I right. if, unless I've missed it, they haven't really done like you got a stack of bills and shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell Daniel to let her know that you'd like to see that. <laughs> um, 
All right. Parker Granis says, just one question. Why is he so awesome? One of my favorite comedians ever. Really glad he's doing the podcast. Oh, my God. Parker. Um, That's so hard. I mean, I could be here all night talking about why I'm, I might be so awesome. <laughs> I feel like that's for Parker to decide. Okay. That's a, that is a fair answer. Now, let's look at some questions that came in on Twitter. Vet them in case there's some meanies out there. Oh, I will. Haters. But first, I need to talk to you guys about Robinhood. Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos all commission-free. While other brokerages charge you up to $10 for every trade, Robinhood doesn't charge any commission fees, so you can trade stocks and keep all of your profits. Plus, there is no account minimum deposit needed to get started, so you can start investing at any level. The simple, intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike. View easy to understand charts and market data and place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. You can also view stock collections such as the 100 most popular. With Robinhood, you can learn how to invest in the market as you build your portfolio, discover new stocks, track your favorite companies, and get custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right moment to invest. Robinhood is giving listeners of Allison Rosen is your new best friend a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. Sign up at Allison dot robinhood.com again that's allison.robinhood.com a-l-i-s-o-n dot robinhood.com okay question for todd barry this one comes from edible intelligence what's it like having the greatest twitter account oh well that's very nice <clears throat> i do i uh i think i do have a, i think i'm fairly good on twitter i think you're great I mean, I'm not. I'm not for everyone. <laughs> I'm not for everyone, but I feel like the people who connect are like, "Holy shit!" I have three hundred thirteen thousand followers, which I think probably above my weight in uh, for for pop my fan base. Mm-hmm. Like, I probably like. There's people who are probably more popular than me that don't have as many followers as I. Right? Maybe you could teach them what they're doing wrong. Um. Yeah, so I don't know how to answer Parker. Is it Parker who asked the question? No, it's Edible Intelligence. But, uh, you know, it's fun, and I... You know, I, I still don't get, like, these... I mean, I get hundreds of retweets, sometimes thousands, but I never get, like, the one that gets, like, 40,000 retweets. I haven't even broken into the thousands. Whoa. <laughs> I mean, follow... <laughs> Awkward. No, I haven't... Sorry. I have... Like 80,000 followers. What I mean is I have... Very respectable. Thank you. But I haven't broken into the thousands of retweets yet. Yeah. How do I get in that game? I think the shorter the tweet, the better. Mm, okay. Um, sometimes sometimes I'll do a tweet. It's like, oh, this is obvious. And then bing, 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 bing. It's like, oh, okay. You like the fucking obvious shit. Mm. Yeah. Maybe I'm too um, refined. Yeah. <laughs> That's got to be it. I'm intimidating. Or make a preachy obvious political statement yeah push some buttons okay i gotta get out there and be more polarizing ben glebe the ben i know ben says what's it like being todd barry oh man he he just threw that question away man he's i know he's squandered it he's like yeah it's almost like you forced him to ask a question he's like all right what's it like being Todd?" it's mcfarlane oh yeah yeah i know bonnie also she also has a question it's a little bit of throwaway okay what is it it's how she wrote how he's so famous. Now I don't know if she meant to say how is he so famous or is how he's so famous actually a reference to something. Um 
It might be a reference to me saying how famous I am all the time. Right. Okay. <laughs> I could. I imagine it might be that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Bonnie's seen me work. I think that answers the question. <laughs> how would you not be famous with what I deliver? <laughs> Nightly. Dimitri Ravenos wants to know, Hi, Todd. How do you feel about catfish? The food catfish? Um, I guess. I'm initially, just... I assumed it was the food catfish, but now I'm wondering if he means like a catfish in a tank. Or the show catfish. Right. But he I think, didn't capitalize it. I so. think they probably mean the fish. I think I've tried catfish fried once or twice a long, long time ago, and it wasn't bad. Interesting. But I once did comedy in a catfish restaurant in Florida. How was that? Oh, I should point out that I started comedy with Carrot Top and Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> Seriously. Larry the Cable Guy f- drove me to one of my first ever gigs. He got me like a guest spot for 50 bucks in Clearwater. Mm-hmm. And I drove with him in his like Camaro or Firebird. And this was before he was Larry the Cable Guy. What, what was he then? Dan Whitney. Dan Whitney. Yeah. Nice, nice guy. Um, are you in touch with him still? No, I'm not. But, I mean, I could probably find them. Right. They were your peers back then. Yeah, it's weird. Christopher G. Ryan, why hasn't he asked me to co-write a musical today? I don't even understand that question. Yeah. I mean, I, I see that they were going for something funny there, but... Okay. Uh, t- I will... I'll be in touch. <laughs> and then Jim Bojones, uh-huh. or Bojones, does his cat... Todd Berry Kitten really write all her own tweets. Now, I didn't even know that she had a Twitter account. Yeah, she does. And you run it. Hey. I mean, let me rephrase. My dog has a Twitter account. Really? But it's like unaffiliated with us. And people will get really excited when she follows them. I'm like, it's okay. I've kind of neglected the Todd Berry's Kitten account. Mm -hmm. Like every time I think of like, oh, I'm going to do another alternative. I'll get a second account for something crazy. And right. then I kind of bail on it because like, oh, i got to switch over to exactly. it. Exactly. That's why I haven't started. Even though started... that takes a second. <laughs> no, I know, but that's enough to put, like, people have, this sounds like a joke, people have wondered why don't we have an Instagram account for our dog. Um, it just seems like too much work. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's unnecessary. Right. But, um, but Tomberry's kid and I, you know, she just tends to type things about how great I am and mm-hmm. underappreciated I am. Seems like she retweets some of your stuff. She gets it. Do you feel that uh, having a kitten has softened you? Is this a question? Or is this, this your me question? Asking. Um, I hope so. Isn't that the idea? I think so. She's crazy. I mean, honestly, she's um, she's caused me as much stress as she's alleviated. Really? But I'm trying she, to work on that. She wakes you up at night, right? How did you know that? Because you tweeted about it. Oh, yeah. Oh, because I checked into a hotel for two nights. Cause oh, my, no, cause I didn't. Cat. Yeah. <laughs> that I didn't know. I <laughs> yeah, saw I you asking Nico Case for advice. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I literally checked into a hotel maybe last week. Because mm-hmm. I had gone like eight straight days in a row. And I just was like, oh, God, I, I, I think I need to check in a fucking hotel. And I checked into a hotel like, you know, a blo- on the next block. Mm-hmm. Who watched her, or couldn't you, like, you can leave Oh, I literally, I, it was as if I, it's not much different than me living there, because right. I fed her, and then I just went to sleep and came back home. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so she, and then I got a, ca- a cat behaviorist I hired. Oh, my God, I wish I had known this at the beginning. We could have spent the entire hour well, talking you can, about it. you can rearrange that. <laughs> um, how'd that go? 
It was good. I mean, it, it was very, uh, like, I was wondering, like, am I getting scammed here? Or, like, my vet recommended this person. Mm-hmm. So I was, had, and I like my vet. But I was like, I don't know. They're and pretty then, expensive, right? It was, it was, for when I compared it to, like, if this is going to help me sleep, this is the, Priceless, cheap, the yeah. bargain of all bargains. But it, a lot of it is, um, you know, just like rewarding the right behavior and that. Because then you pe- people are like spray her with water. It's like, well, I don't know that that's a good idea. And then I looked it up, and they're like, you do that, it aggravates them more, and then you're like their enemy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm not going to f- spray her with water like a fucking lunatic, right? Although it's tempting. <laughs> so now you're just doing positive reinforcement. I'm trying, but I mean, th- the problem is, and this is just not something for anyone but me to solve is that I literally I live in a studio apartment it's in a nice building mm-hmm. doorman but well, I don't part of ha- town or do you do you reveal this I live in lower Manhattan okay below 14th street got it um but I um I don't have a door like I can't and it's only in the, like the past two weeks where she's like oh I like to go under the covers with you which on paper sounds great right but when she's got claws uh, and that's what she's doing yeah she's just kind of like they just, they're just paw at you and they they're kind of fighting they're not they're hunting mm-hmm. and it's kind of and so is she wanting to play um well she better find a better way to ask <laughs> <laughs> scratching me at five o'clock in the yeah it's not the way to go right but i mean i've had real like waking up going oh, i'm just really angry but not like throwing shit but wanting to throw shit right because it's just like because then it's also a problem where you tell people you know, if you said I had a disease and I can't sleep, they're like, I'm sorry. But if you're like, a kitten is keeping me awake, they're like, yeah, okay, that's going to be funnier than it is sympathetic. Right. But still, not getting sleep will drive you insane. Right. And that's, yeah. And that's, that's I'm glad I did the hotel because then I could tell, no, I'm fucking serious. I had to check in a hotel. <laughs> okay. Wow. This is a real problem. Man. This is a real problem. But she's, you know, she's also really cute. And then she'll also like, she's, it's just so unpredictable. Like, it's kind of, fa- it's kind of fun trying to figure out what their deal is. Because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you'll buy her a cat toy. It's specifically designed for a cat. Ignore it. And then she's like, oh, that button on your shirt. <laughs> Every single time you sit down, I always want to fucking rip that off of you. <laughs> it's, like, it's just a little shitty button, darling. <laughs> <laughs> did you really buy a sleeping bag? Oh, I did, yeah. I bought something else. I tried, I tried a sleeping bag. Um, to try to insulate yourself? Yeah, and then it was just like, this is just hot and uncomfortable mm-hmm. and weird. So I returned that. And then, um, oh, something I did order that I just realized is going to be there. When I ordered a room divider. I'm going to try doing that. <laughs> I have a quite Okay. <laughs> I'm allergic to cats. Oh. So I've never had... My own cat, although I do like cats, um, so this question might might um, might uh, wrinkle some feathers. <laughs> wrinkle some feathers. <laughs> what is the phrase I'm going for? Ruffle, 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 ruffle yeah, some yeah. feathers. Could she sleep in the bathroom? Okay, uh, that is something that like my, dumb people say no no my brother suggested that i was like i don't know if i want to put her in the bathroom i don't know if it sounds if that's inhumane and then i brought this cat person over i asked talk to my vet first and she's like well if you can't sleep you got to do what you got to do and then the, the the um 
cat behaviorist? She said the same thing, so I actually did it. I was like, all right, well, maybe this is okay. You go, you know, you put her litter boxes in there, you move your food and a little bed in there. Right. But then she started meowing, and I was like, oh, man. I wouldn't be able to do it either. I melt. You know, it's crying. They're like, all right, baby, come on out and shred me. (laughs) (laughs) But once I get a one-bedroom apartment, all... all bets are off. She's going to be meowing in the other room. I can deal with. I would be able to deal with that without. I'd be like, at least she has a whole apartment, right? As opposed to a bathroom. Yeah. But maybe the bathroom is not that small to her. But yeah, I mean, she's a lot smaller than us. She is. So. She's eight pounds. Right. So that's like pretty palatial for her. It's <laughs> like half my body weight. <laughs> <laughs> you are a sleek sixteen pounds. Let's do just me or everyone. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? This is where people write in with things they think or do, and they wonder, is it just me or is it everyone? And I read them, and then we weigh in on if we also have these thoughts or do these things, etc. But I would, before I go into this, I would like to take this time to remind you I'm on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen is where you go for that. Um, If you like what you're hearing, subscribe. iTunes.com slash Allison Rosen. Leave a review, etc. Also, I have another podcast with Greg Fitzsimmons called childish it's our parenting podcast but you don't have to have kids to listen to it because it's just loosely related to parenting go to childishpod.com for that and toddberry.com is that your website yeah toddberry.com toddberry.com get thank you for coming to hattiesville Berg. Hattieburg. don't get hattiesville that's a different book get the audiobook do it then you can hear yeah your um, your voice that we heard you earlier. You hear me sleepwalking through the reading the book. <laughs> and also watch Spicy Honey Spicy on... Spicy Honey. Watch the crowd work tour on, on Amazon Prime. That's right. I'll link to all of this. I have a question. And this okay. one I know you've gotten before. But why why the name Spicy Honey? Oh, that's easy. It was... Um, I was on the road somewhere, and I was in like a Kroger or some big supermarket... And I just walked by some barbecue sauce, and the flavor of the barbecue sauce was spicy honey. And I was like, boom, we got it. <laughs> and it was, like I was telling you earlier, like I'm bad with choices. This was like, yeah, I'm just going to settle on this. And then when I had when I had a meeting with Netflix over the phone, they're like, uh, so tell us, what's how did you come up with this title? And I go, and I just told them that. And they're like, oh, we were waiting for like a 20-minute story. And I was like, nope. <laughs> Bottle of barbecue sauce. (laughs) Um, Okay. Laura Craycraft says, overestimate the amount of time needed to get somewhere, then show up late after losing track of time on social media. I've definitely done this. Not Todd Berry shaking his head. No, I mean, I'm, I always get, I'm pretty early, sometimes chronically early. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm almost never late. I... Not that I haven't been distracted on social media, but... Right. When I lived in New York, I lived in New York for nine years, and I was very punctual. Well, not 100%, but for the most part, I was pretty punctual. And something about driving culture, I think that I underestimate the time that... Like, somehow I'm always late here, and I was always late before I lived in New York. It's something about driving that, like, makes it so that... I think I have more time than I do. 
Yeah, I mean, in New York, people use the trains as an excuse. They'll just be like, oh, sorry, I'm late. It's the trains. What about the trains? Right. <laughs> They're fairly regular. <laughs> like, like I, I, you know, I left my house 15 minutes before we were supposed to meet, and you're 90 blocks away. It's <laughs> the trains are why I'm late, though. The math I would do in New York is that pretty much everything takes about an hour to get to. So, whereas here, I'm like, oh, I can be there in 12 minutes, and then I leave my house. Really? I would think the opposite here. Yeah. I I mean, it took me a long time to get here, way longer than I thought. Mm-hmm. But it was raining out. Yeah, that that uh, makes it a lot harder here. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Everything takes longer here than you yeah. think it's going to. Right, right. But I don't leave myself. Tony, how are you time-wise? I feel like uh, you're pretty punctual so far. I'm all, I'm same as Todd. I'm, I'm usually almost too pathetically early often than it turns into me sitting in my car and then looking at social media mm. for 20 minutes or something. And then, uh, yeah, like, it, like when I came here tonight, I, I said I would be here at 540. I think I rolled in at 538 and I was like sweating that I wasn't going to be here at 540 because <laughs> 538 was cutting it too close for me. Well, good for you guys. Okay, James Leroy Wilson says, Dogs and cats are more civilized than they were 40 years ago, as if breeding has made them more compliant. Look, none of us actually know what dogs and cats were like 40 years ago. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. Do you feel your where's cat the, is- Where's the question? Where's the rest of that, though? No, that's it. He's the, the, it's like, do you, would you, all, do you also think this? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> Do you feel your cat is civilized? Civilized. Again. I just, I just had to. I've checked into a hotel and yeah. Tire. She's, but I mean, I, she is civilized in the sense that there's nothing alarming about her. She's just a cat being a cat. <laughs> so I wouldn't say she's uncivilized. Right. That's kind of a really a human centric kind of a. Um, Jennifer Takaji says, just me or everyone, if for some reason my credit card info doesn't autofill while buying something or donating from my phone, I usually give up. Hashtag I'm lazy. Yes. If I'm trying to buy something online and I have to go into the other room to get my credit card, I oftentimes I'm like, well, I'll just do this later. I have my American Express card memorized. That's smart. Including the four-digit code mm-hmm. and the expiration date. But, I mean, I, I like a good autofill. Sure. Who doesn't? Yeah. And yet, when it gives me the option to, like, save it for the future, I don't because that makes me nervous. So I don't actually know how the computer has it to autofill, but it does, and it does it often. I had one of my credit cards memorized a few years ago, and... It really like I felt. Look at it. I felt slick. I felt, look at me just gliding through life with this memorized. But then, uh, for some reason, the number changed. And I never memorized the new one. I have maybe four of my frequent flyer numbers memorized. Really? Yeah. That's smart. Yeah. <laughs> you are now yeah. three feet from the mi- <laughs> microphone. Yeah. You're receding. I did that for dramatic effect. <laughs> Uh, oh, Chris Fairbanks was saying to you that you told him about being mindful of miles. Right. What is your what's your what's your miles strategy? Uh, I'm not like a, I mean, there's guys. Once you do research on this, they're like lunatics about mm-hmm. this shit. And People who will fly just for the miles. Yeah, that's that's called a mileage run. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm you know I'm United Gold, and I missed platinum by like. 
10,000 or 8,000. So that's like, oh. But, you know, they say there's people like, I only fly the one airline. But sometimes I don't want to spend three times the airfare just to get 600 miles. Because it's just <laughs> right. not, it's not worth it. Right. Now, what does being United Gold do for you? Oh, my gosh. Because I'm not a medallion. I have no medallions. I'm really? medallion free. Do you put in your number, though? Do you fly? Yeah, well, not that much anymore. I used to fly a lot, right? But I never reached medallion. Oh, level. really? Mm-hmm. So. Um, it gets you. It gets you like within twenty four hours, you can change your flight mm. for free with whatever options they give you. It gets you. I mean, I have TSA PreCheck, so it's kind of gets you get Group One boarding, mm-hmm. no matter what your you know coach or whatever. Right. Um, you can go to international lounges that are in the Sky Alliance. Really? Is that the Sky Alliance? No, it's One World. Sky. What? I forgot which alliance it is. Holy shit. But it's one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the big ones. Sky Team or something. But, um, and, uh, yeah, and you get more miles and you have a separate customer service number. Wow. Yeah. Look at you. It seems worth it. It is worth it. Tony, do you have this? Uh, not currently. I have in the past. I used to, uh, when I was touring all the time with Delta, would usually have it. And it is, it is nice because you would get the, um, if there was room in first class, mm-hmm. if there was empty seats, you'd get bumped up sometimes, which I, I one time got the the lay down flat on, really? a, on an international flight, and it was the oh best because God. I cannot sleep on flights, and that was the one time I did. But the early boarding thing's good, because it's like you have like, oh, there's all those overheads. Yeah. Aisha Tyler was saying that whatever she had, this is years ago, but whatever she had, like, when she would arrive, they would escort her. Oh, that's see, that's super high status. What? Is, yeah. What is that even a status? Is that like also a status that people even know about? She may have. You can hire an escort. No, the sense I got was like this, every time she just shows up, they yeah, she gets she gets the star treatment when she because she only flies one specific airline. She was talking about doing the the thing where like if you travel a lot, choose one airline because then you'll get status. Da, da, da. Yeah, I mean, I know Delta. I've know people who've gone. They get off the plane and there's a Mercedes Benz sitting there waiting mm-hmm. for them. To- and they they uh, uh, given to them. Yeah. <laughs> they receive the gift of a Mercedes wherever they go. Yeah, I don't. I no, I don't have that. Um, okay, let's see here. Vanessa E says, if you unsubscribe from an email, three more grow in its place. Just me or everyone? I have noticed that there are some people who are like, didn't I? unsubscribe from this like there's an airline like asia airlines Mm -hmm. which i must have gotten i flew that i don't know where i went but for some reason it was the only flight and i got i signed up for their frequent flyer program Mm -hmm. you know in case i get a lot of asia air yeah you never (laughs) know i I just can't get off that fucking mailing list and you've tried tried hard yes i receive emails you know vrbo Mm -hmm. um i we booked what is VRBO? It's vacation rental by owner. It's like Airbnb. Okay. Um, and we used it once. And ever since then, like this, I'm going to say his name because I don't know who, Tom and Joni. I get emails from him about his place that we didn't even stay at. We just like inquired about every week. And I've tried to unsubscribe and I can't. Yeah, I've gotten emails from people who, I don't know, they just like, I'm going to just 
just put this out there to everyone I can think of. Yes. And it's like, have an unsubscribe link. Yeah. But and then I also worry about, I worry about people getting, because I, you know, if someone unsubscribes from my email list, I could see everything. But I, it's not It's not like I retaliate. But, <laughs> right. But, I, you know, I worry about like someone going, Right. So it's like, I'll just delete it. Right, right. Um, I don't like when you go to unsubscribe and then it's like, okay, here's here's 20 questions. Right. It should just be like, click unsubscribe. You are now unsubscribed. And as then opposed, like, are you sure? Yeah. Would you like to just receive our monthly? I hate when they ask you to to uh, put in your email address. Like, yes. Like, no, it's you know which it's the one that I'm clicked <laughs> right. on. Fucking. It's like this little step. Yeah. Also, if you ever donate money, then oh my god, it like that's a real no good deed goes unpunished kind of thing. There used to be a well, there is an app which used to be free. Now I think it costs something called Paper Karma, mm-hmm. where if you got. Uh, piece of like physical junk mail you take a picture of the returned address and they would unsubscribe you oh really but now i think it costs but yeah because i had to do that like you'd feel you feel guilty doing it for charities but i would yeah, yeah. my mailbox would be full it's like i gave you money and now you're sending me like pamphlets right and you're making me regret stickers it stickers and shit and yeah yeah just because you're saving the world <laughs> <laughs> uh okay nina hartley says I find it amazing when two very neutral-looking people have a very gorgeous child and vice versa. Look, I feel personally implicated in this one because Elliot is gorgeous, but so am so are Daniel and I. So maybe this is not about us, but um, let's see here. She finds it amazing. Um, do you find it amazing when two uh, average-looking people create a beauty? I've <laughs> never noticed that. Yeah. I'm trying to think of an example. I know that I've noticed one, but I also, I can't pull it right now. Right. Well, I, like, I wonder what Brad Pitt's parents looked like, you know? I do think it's... I'm going to in- say good looking. <laughs> yes. I do like when you see a, like, famous, beautiful person's sibling, and they are, they have the same features, but, like, they're not beautiful, and they're just like, oh, that's what that person looks like, taking down a few pegs. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Speaking of flying... Mary says, just me or everyone, window over aisle seat on a flight always. No, I am strictly aisle seat. I'm pretty much aisle, but I can see the advantage of a window if you know. It just depends on whether you want to be the person who's waking someone up or being awake. Like, I love love an aisle seat, but, you know, it's like if if it's one of those things where, like, I'm nervous to fall asleep because this person next to me is gonna have to but i think if you if it's a shorter flight maybe and you're gonna sleep mm-hmm. and you know you're not gonna have to pee in an hour and a half right maybe a window seat but i generally pick aisle i always pick aisle because i need to pee a lot and i am too shy to wake to bother someone so i'll sit there like if i'm in a middle seat or window seat like i'll sit there dying needing to pee so bad because i don't want to like wake anyone up or i don't want to irritate them but the times I have been in a window seat, I've noticed like, oh, it is more comfortable. You can lean against the wall. It's or still, the- it's, I mean, it's leaning against a window. It's not, it ain't like being in your bed. <laughs> it's fucking like, it's still painful and shit. Yeah, it is. But it you sucks. have like an extra couple inches. Yeah. yeah. That's why we all got to get those lay flat seats. Yeah. It's great. Mm-hmm. Do it. 
Okay, let's do it. Look, we're all almost billionaires. What are we waiting for? Todd, it was so nice having you on the show. Was I a good guest? You were wonderful. All right. No. You were among the best ever. No, now you're patronizing me. <laughs> Patreonizing me. Ah, <laughs> uh, thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. I've wanted to, it's it's surprising because I've been doing this for a while. It's surprising that you've never been on. Well, I've always said no. That's why. That's right. That's right. But you finally caved. I caved. I was like, what oh, was it this time that made you? This was, I mean, you accommodated my routing because I'm going to do a show, which I somewhat nearby, maybe mm-hmm. not, not super nearby. I mean, we'll find out when yeah. you get there late. When I get there late, and they boot me, um, and you know, I felt like talking too. That's right. Sometimes, you said you were antsy earlier. I was a little antsy in my Airbnb. Yeah, and here you are. Toddberry.com for my your tour dates at Toddberry, Toddberry on Instagram. You didn't ask for those plugs, but I gave them. No, but this, that's what happens right now. It's okay. like you're a professional oh, okay. podcaster. Right. You're new. Tony, where do we find you? Uh, at Tony Thaxton on Twitter and Instagram. TonyThaxton.com has a bunch of shows coming up. So Great. And I'm Allison Rosen on Twitter and Instagram. AllisonRosen.com for all your other th- t-shirts, ringtones. I have a book, etc. <laughs> cut, cut that weird throat <laughs> sound out. Uh Todd, thank you so much for doing the show. Thank you for having me. Listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? We had a good time, but now we gotta go. Yeah, Allison Rosen is your new best friend. 